defending back-to-back WCBL champions for a seventh time, the Okotoks Dogs! Welcome to episode 240 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. For the seventh time in franchise history, the Okotoks Dogs are Western Canadian Baseball League champions. In front of a packed Siemens Stadium, they beat the Medicine Hat Mavericks 13-5 in the winner-take-all Game 3 of what turned into a wild series. After winning Game 1 8-0, the Dogs went to Medicine Hat, where they were pummeled 12-9, and the score was kind to them given they scored six in their half of the ninth inning to make it much closer than it really was. Even in that final game, it took a few crazy turns where the Dogs built up a 5-0 lead, then the Mavericks tied it up with a 5-run 6th inning. In a game of whatever you can do, I can do better, the Dogs scored 6 in their half of the 6th and never looked back, adding 2 more in the 8th to finish out their second consecutive championship. Ian and I were there for all of the action and we'll start with him as he sat down with several other reporters and head coach Lou Pope. Lou, congratulations on a seventh WCBL championship title. Walk me through uh, what this means to you tonight. Wow, man, it's just uh, you know, it's just an honor to be able to coach these guys and uh, and just you know let them go out and play. They, they do all the work. Uh, they come ready to play after a long college season. So to be able to uh, just sit back, and watch, and uh, you know, it's it's. it's it's the best feeling in the world to just watch them go out there, have fun, and and, uh, and go out and do it again. Talk about this team. It seemed like the whole next man up thing really was a thing for this team. During the regular season, the, the playing time was really evenly distributed. Just talk about that whole everyone stepping up and filling a role. Yeah, like that, that was just, uh, you know, coming into it and taking the position. It was, uh, you know, how do you manage time, you know, because as baseball players, we want to play every inning, every game, right? So understanding that, and uh, you know, just having a, you know, leaning on Mitch and Joe and Dave and Andy, uh, and you know, it's just it, it's, it's, everything works. You know, so we just uh, communicate with each other on how it works, and they've been through it uh, before. So to be able to just go out there and, and understand that. And like I said, these guys have been ready, you know, whatever we've asked them, give a day off, and then they're ready to play. So it didn't matter who we put out there, we felt like we were the best team. You talked about the coaching staff, um, like Mitch, what this means to him. You've been in constant communication with them, and he's been following this team, I'm assuming. What's kind of the talk now, especially with the Uh Just, you know, wish the big guy was here to, to celebrate with us, man. This is, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing this for a year, and everybody here, uh, Going into next year, would if if I'm not the coach, I'm like that, and that's something I'm gonna talk to the guys about. You know, that's that's what I want because that means Mitch is back and and and, and back here in Oakdale where he belongs. You talk about these players. Uh, you touched on it as well in previous comments, but what can you say? Especially, I think it was almost was like half of your, your starting nine went off to JUCO or college or whatever yep. and the pros, and to kind of see what the guys were able to do. You know, throughout that time, through the playoffs, and now here. That, that's it, man. We just, uh, you know, the the, better, the guys that have been through it, they, you know, they do a great job with the new guys and making them understand that, and they see that. They feed off of it, right? So, uh, you know, it's like guys leave all the time, and you have to go to college. So when they when they did, the guys were ready to play, and it's something that uh, it's just it's just unbelievable to watch, man, and and to be able to. Uh, 
to be able to coach these guys is awesome, man. It's just, they, they, whatever we ask them, they do. Talk a little bit about the championship final. You guys seem to, you know, you swept your way through the first two rounds, and in Medicine Hat, you kind of got punched in the face a bit. It was a very uncharacteristically, not, not much of a dog's game, right? Lots of errors. Yeah. And then tonight, even in the fifth, there's a bit of a wobble there too, where Medicine Hat tied it up. Just walk me through the emotions and just what you were thinking as you saw the adversity play out. Well, that's the thing, and I think that's the thing that makes us, you know, so successful with this group. Uh, you know, last night in Medicine Hat, there was never panic. It was just like keep playing the game, and then we got momentum at the end of that game, and I think that carried over to tonight, right? And to you know, hats off to, to Medicine Hat, man. They, they, we knew we knew they were scrappy. We knew they were gonna you know punch us in the face, and we just gotta get make sure we get the last punch. Um, so just you know, like I said, there's no panic, uh, and that's the that's the best thing about these guys. They just love playing the game, uh, and there's never any kind of you know panic. So uh, when you get a team that's talented and uh, doesn't care who gets the credit and doesn't panic, it's this nights like this happen. Tell us about your. Uh Back-to-back -back MVP, Brendan Luther. What, what did you see from him? He just seemed to be such a catalyst throughout the playoffs. Yeah, he just, the, the kid just works, man. He works day in, day out. He's in the weight room, uh, never has a bad day. You know, as even-keeled as you're going to be. Um, and, you know, obviously just rises the occasion. So, you know, he got us going um, and kept us going the entire uh, postseason, man. So it's uh, just a phenomenal human being. How about, oh, sorry, uh, how about some of the uh, the younger guys, the two Eric's, stepping into the lineup? You know, that, what did you see from them? It's the same, you know, it's like they, it's like they've been there all year. Uh, you know, and that's you know that's what the program does, man. They're, they're in big situations and, uh, on their teams, and they're they're counted on on their team. So when they come in this environment, it doesn't phase them at all. So. Uh, you know, I, that's one of the things I told them. I was like, you guys ain't going anywhere. Hopefully, you know, uh, we have you guys for the next couple of years, and then uh, we, we celebrate again. So uh, just two phenomenal players, and, again, just ready ready for anything. What did it mean to, for you to add to the winning legacy of the Dogs here, right, you know, in your first year? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What adding to the winning legacy with the Dogs in your first year as head coach here, what does that mean to you? Uh, just... You know, it's what, it's what we do here, I guess. I, uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really feel any pressure because we had, you know, just a good core group of guys coming back uh, that have come through the academy and, and guys just buy into it. So being able to just kind of add another one is, is, is you know, exactly what I, I wanted to do. And it, it's easy when you get a group of guys like this uh, to step into that role. So. This is all them, and I just happen to be able to get the guy that wrote the lineup down. What do you remember most about this team? Uh, just a fun group, man. Just fun and just absolutely uh, awesome people. Uh, and that's it, man. Like they're they're great. They're all great baseball players, but they're even better people. And that's that's the thing that I enjoyed the most. Next up is the playoff MVP, and for a second year in a row, it was shortstop Brennan Luther, who hit 344 with three home runs and 10 RBI, taking the team on his back one more time. Moses Waldu from Global News and myself were able to track him down post game. Playoff MVP, second time in a row. How's that feel? Uh, really awesome. I'm glad. You know, we got the win. I'm 
Uh, all I want to do out there is just go and win. And, you know, if I play well, I play well, but I'm just glad the other guys behind me are winning too. So You did have a, a bit of a shake-up in the sixth, but you came back in the home half and, and kind of put your stamp in the game. Tell me the resiliency of this group. Yeah, we're gritty. I, I think I, I said it before, uh, what we didn't have in the talent we had in grit. It was a lot of guys who want to win, who will do the right things to win. And I just think, you know, that's really what helped us put up a sixth spot and win that inning. We wanted to win every inning every day. And I think that's what we did all playoffs, and that's why we won this. And the next man up, I guess, so to speak, right? Because yeah. I think, I, if my memory is right, four of your nine, almost half of the starting lineup, ended up going back to college or in the pros. So, like, I mean, what's kind of the, the process there to kind of bring everybody else and make sure they're all on the same page? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys, academy guys here that did such a great job and you know we're just we're really deep we're so deep and you know the high school guys Hartman, Machi, uh, they stepped up in a big moment and it, you know I don't know if I could do what they did in that spot but it was just we were so deep and that's why I think we got this. Was there a moment in that sixth inning as you guys are coming to bat where you went okay new ball game what was the mindset going into what was a 5-5 tie at the time? So before we go out on defense every inning, we say win the inning. And, you know, as I came in, you know, we were pumped and I heard the guys on the bench say win the inning. And, you know, that was really big for us because we've been following that motto all, all year. So to apply it in kind of the biggest game of the year, it's, it's huge. I'm glad we went out and did it. Talk about that bus ride back here last night because it's been a wild 48 to 72 hours to say the very least for this team. What was it like sitting in that bus last night? Uh, Joe said it the best, um, you know, basking in. Then we stopped at A&W and he said, forget about it after this. So we had five minutes to see what we did wrong, you know, and, you know, right after that it was lighthearted. We wanted to play some mafia on the bus, you know, and kind of got back to the normal way we do it. If it's a win, you know, we want it to be happy. Look at the things we did wrong and look at the things we did right. It's the same thing when we lose, so. How gratifying is it to win it at home again? <laughs> you know, you always want to sweep, you always want to do it, but I mean, I, it, it can't get better than this. I'll, like, I don't know what else to say. It just really can't get better than this. Talk a little bit about um, what made this team special. Um, it's just grittiness, honestly. We're, I, we were grinders, and we just worked so hard this year. And it was guys guys in at 1, 2 p.m. for games, and we were just, you know, we wanted to win. We wanted to, like, get our good swings off and just we're competitors. That's, that's about it. What do you got to say about this Medicine Hat team? Because it felt like they were kind of the underdogs, obviously, but at the same time, they won 14 of 18 going down the stretch. Like, you clearly weren't taking them lightly either. No, no. I I think when they beat Moose Jaw, it was either team coming out of the East was going to be really tough. And, you know, the fact that we went to three games, it didn't surprise me because they were, they were such a gritty and such a, a damn good team. So uh, they shouldn't have anything to hang their heads at. They, you know... They played us right till the end, and you know, they were a great competitor. Fantastic. Awesome. You're going to be coming back one more year. You get a chance for a three-peat. Is you thinking that yet, or how's that working? I, I'm going to celebrate this one right now, and then we'll talk about three-peat maybe in a couple days. Batting second in the order through the series was outfielder Logan Grant, who hit 290 with a pair of RBI, both in the finale, as he was just a home run away from the cycle, including a pivotal triple in that crazy sixth frame. First off, Logan Grant, WCBL champion. How does that sound? Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Year three in this league and finally, you know, get the win. That's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What did it mean to you to do it in this barn? Because this has become kind of a home away from home for you. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the fans are awesome. Like, this place is rocking every single night. So 
you know, being a home hometown-ish boy, it's it's awesome. Talk a little bit about uh, the performance in this series because you win eight nothing at home, go back to Med Hat, and then you come back here. What was that bus ride like coming back here for Game Three? Uh, honestly, it was pretty loose. Like we were we were in a pretty good mood. You know, we we got on the bus and said, you know what, it's over. Let's bring it back Game Three to our place and let's win it there. How dicey was that sixth inning for you guys? Uh, you know, obviously a little bit of a scare. You know, putting up team putting up five runs is horrifying on you but you know came in I told everybody in the dugout I said hey let's take a deep breath and you know we know who we are went out put up a six spot so you know it's awesome awesome to be able to do that how'd that triple feel absolutely phenomenal that was one of the probably highlighted my baseball career as of now that was awesome what did it mean to do it with this group of guys what was it like because it seemed like it was next man up all the way through these playoffs yeah obviously I mean every single guy in this lineup is a phenomenal hitter great hitter I mean you know, Luther said to me right after, he said, thanks for picking me up. And that's kind of, you know, the way our lineup works is, you know, one guy, you might not have the AB that you want, but, you know, pick each other up and, and keep it going. Speaking of Luther, second time in a row, playoff MVP. What's that guy mean to you guys in the dugout? I mean, obviously he's a leader. Obviously, you know, he's a super important part of this team. And, you know, I'm lucky enough I get to play with him at school at Bellevue. Uh, so, you know, I get to see him, you know, in the summer and at school. And, you know, he's the same guy, big leader, just a gamer. The guy's a dude. He's so good. I love watching him play, and you know it's just awesome to be on his side. What will you remember about this team? What, what, what like five years down the road? What, what will stand out about this team? Just kind of the way that we bounce back. You know, we had a couple rough stretches in there, and you know we just next game back. You know, we just fired on and kept going, and you know it was great. I think that's what I'll remember. Another veteran who took his game to another level during the playoffs was Alejandro Cazorla, who hit 357 with two homers and eight RBI while hitting cleanup. Alejandro, we were standing here almost a year ago to the day, and you had the biggest grin on your face. This one seems just a little bit bigger. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. No, I mean, I'm still at a loss for words a little bit. I'm, there's no other group of guys I'd go to war with, and uh, I'm a little emotional right now just because, you know, obviously last year we had a couple guys, you know, th these were their final games, and, you know, guys like Caleb Lombard this year and, and Willie coming from Formac as well, I mean, to win it for them is extra special, you know, not just them. Uh, it wasn't the easiest year for a lot of guys. You know, I personally myself had a tough season-ending injury last fall. I had to grind out rehab out here during the winter. You know, there was a lot of days I was looking out of the weight room and in January, February, March, wondering if that snow was ever going to melt. And next time I knew, end of May hit, and the gauntlet begun. The gauntlet begun. Unfortunately, I didn't get a spring season to play at school, but... Man, there's no other place I'd rather take the field than with the brothers I went to war with last summer. And man, can I say this one tastes all the more sweet because of that. What was so special about this team from start to finish? What made them stand out that maybe was a little bit different than last year? To be honest, there, was, there wasn't all too much. Uh, I think more than anything, there was a precedent that a lot of returners set. Uh, there was quite a bit of returners. At the same time, there were quite a bit of new guys. A lot of guys left throughout the season as well, but towards the end, you saw that core group of returners stay and stick it through. Unfortunately, guys do have to get to class and everything, so that like, we're not blaming anyone for anything. They got to get stuff done, you know, down south, east, west, wherever it is. But you know, when when times get tough, when you know pitching depth gets gets a little slim, when the lineup card, you know, guys on the bench, there's less and less and less guys. You know, you, you look at those nine guys on the field and, you know, probably the two guys on the bench. They've been here before and they know what's at stake. And I like to call it uh, 
just solid playoff baseball. You know, obviously we didn't set that win record like last year, but we understood when when the time came, you know, playoffs, when August rolled around, we knew what had to be done. It's it's not a lot of baseball left once August rolls around and the returners, this group especially, they knew that. They knew that. You know, a lot of academy guys, you know, we had a lot of success together throughout our high school years. We were blessed to have the success we had last year and we didn't we didn't want that to go away this year. How crazy has the last 48 to 72 hours been for you? Because you win game one eight nothing, you think you got it easy, and then you go over there, they they put the boots to you. Coming back here couldn't have been very easy, could it? Uh two words, deja vu. You know, we, we gotta trace it back all the way to last year. Same thing, Moose Jaw game one. You know, we can say it went our way, and then game two, we kind of got, you know, slapped in the face a little bit. Maybe not as hard as yesterday, but I will say there was almost a sense of calm coming back. There wasn't that that panic low-key that we felt last year, last year. I was talking to my good brother, Michael McDowell. You know, uh, unfortunately, we can't celebrate this with him right now, but, you know, I talked to him almost every day, and he was one of the first ones to reach out. And all he said was, man, don't stress like I did. Just look at it as an opportunity to win in front of everyone you love, and that's kind of how you have to take it. You know, obviously game three, anything can happen, but man, with, with this group, it's it's almost harder to feel. It's almost harder to not win in, in a situation like this. You know, uh, especially being at home, especially being with the crowd, and especially with this group. Uh, it's 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 more than special. I mean, but yeah, obviously the bus ride back wasn't the easiest, but. Let's just say it was a little, a little less stressful than last year. Even Joe, even Joe talked to us. He said, hey, boys, whatever happened, happened. We have the opportunity to win at home. That's more than special. And obviously, we'd love to, we love to win it here at home. So we didn't throw the game for anyone wondering. We did not start a beeline up. We promise we, we worked hard. Talk a little bit about, finally, um, just the, the team atmosphere. You talked about Brendan Luther, for example, MVP times two. A lot of guys stepped up in that in those big moments. Yourself included. Logan Grant goes gets four hits tonight. Like there's there's really that that uh, next man up mentality. And like you mentioned, even the, the young guys uh, really stepped up when they needed to. No, absolutely. And uh, guys like Grant, he's a new guy this year, but you know we grew up playing with him in high school, so he knows the precedent, right, of the organization as a whole. Uh, guys like Eric Hartman and Eric Matchy, young guys. Uh, I was blessed enough to play with Matchy back in 2021 and we knew what he can do we've always known what he can do he's gonna have a great career ahead of him same as with same with Hartman and they, they stepped up to the plate real big uh, as a whole not a lot of people see the behind the scenes people forget it's a whole summer not just you know the 56 60 games that we play but you know the off days where the guys are in the weight room guys are kinking out things in their swing guys are looking to get better defensively whatever it may be that, that, that's the things I see more than the wins and losses and hits and the stat line and the box score, man, like even through rough times, you know, when, when you see everyone just, you know, gathering around each other and putting in the work, you know, hours before the game, right? That, that, that's what keeps you going. Whether in a slump, whether you're in the hottest streak of your life, you know, whether you're in the hottest streak, whatever it may be. Um, I owe everything to these guys. I owe everything to God, our Father, Jesus Christ, who saved us. And man, if if it weren't for for this group that I've been blessed to be a part of, I can't say it. I'd be where I am today.
The vets tipped their hats to a pair of young Dogs Academy players who stepped up in key moments to take over for players who had to leave for college. One was infielder Eric Matchy, who hit 438 in five games with four doubles and a pair of RBI. Just talk to me about, uh, well, let's start with how you're feeling right now. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible to do it in front of this many people and, you know, being a high school kid. You know, you got the jitters when you're walking up to the plate for the first time and you hear your name called and it's pretty special to hear the whole town behind you, but I mean, great group of guys to do it with, you know, me and, me and Eric Hartman being the high school guys, like it was, we fit right in and it felt great, you know, we, we didn't feel like we were misplaced at all, we felt like we, we deserved to be here and we, I thought we performed really well and I'm just really proud of myself, I'm proud of my team and I'm proud of my coaches and the dogs in general. Well said. Uh, how many regular season games did you get in, end up getting into before um, playoffs? I'm not too sure. I think around 10 or so. Okay. Uh, I did play quite a bit at the beginning of the year with no uh, Ricky Sanchez and Brendan Luther, so I started at short quite a bit, which was nice to kind of get your feet wet. Yeah. Uh, but did I mean, that help out? In for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I've I played uh, like when I was 16. I played up here with these guys for a bit and. It doesn't matter how old you are, it's still pretty impressive every single time. So, I mean, 17 now? 18, just oh, turned 18. 18 so, okay. two years ago, I played my first time here. It was incredible. Last year, I got in a little, not as much. And then this year, I was able to contribute and obviously help win a championship back home here. It's pretty impressive. And you did, you were a contributor for sure to that. Tell me about, was there early jitters stepping into the playoffs or how did that go? <laughs> I'd say, I mean, there's always jitters in front of that many people, especially. You know, I'm a younger guy on this roster, but I mean, I could definitely feel it first inning going out and, you know, you're kind of out in the field and you see, you look, turn around and you see all these people in front of you and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, once, once you kind of get settled in, second, third, fourth inning, it starts to just, you know, that's when all of the training, all the hours you put in really start to show. And I thought, you know, my coaches did a great job, you know, trying to get me ready for this type of experience and I thought I did really well and it was great great time. Talk about the approach at the plate you went on a real doubles tear I think I'm not sure if you ended up leading in doubles by the end of the postseason but you were there for for quite a while what uh, what was happening in the plate and what were you seeing? I mean I saw a lot of first pitch strikes from a lot of guys I know you know some some of the older guys have a more you know probably a more mature approach at the plate than I do but I mean I always see just hit a ball hard anywhere and you know if you're gonna throw me a fastball first pitch I'll you know try my best to turn it around you know I got him I got some over the plate that I was able to you know put down the right field line and I was able to you know to get on and like you said to get a lot of extra base hits but I would say just see it see it early and see it often is definitely what, what I was thinking and, and talk a little bit about this championship final dogs cruised through the first two rounds swept their way in everyone kind of expected Sylvan Lake to be the, the big matchup and then you know, you guys go down to Medicine Hat uh, and kind of get kicked in the teeth a bit. Uh, but And then even tonight, that fifth inning was a little bit rough. Uh, they tied up the game. But you guys, you know, you, you had that adversity, but you battled through it. Just just talk a little bit about that roller coaster. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, especially, you know, uh, I'm definitely... You know, a little rattled when they when they come back and they score five and they tie it up. But that's when you got to rely on you know your older guys like Lombard and you know younger or Luther. You know, guys like that that are able to just calm you down and uh, just reset 
reset, you know, your coaches, all, like, it, it really comes down to just who you are as a team and how, you know, deep you can be, and it's nice to be able to fall back onto some guys and not have, not have to worry about carrying the load, per se. Who are you listening to? Who is it whispering in your ear to, like, definitely, chill you out? <laughs> definitely Luther, me and him up the middle, I mean, he's, you know, off the field, I definitely give him a, a hard time. I'm on his case all the time. I poke and nag, but I mean, on the field, I think you know he's a great fit, and I love I love playing next to him. Whether it be at third, at second, uh, you know, Lenahan at first, he's also another senior presence. I mean, it's nice, you know, you got you got guys that have a lot of college experience, and on top of that, a lot of winning experience, as you know, they won last year. So it's nice to you know sort of listen to what they have to say and reset into you know their mindset and that sort of thing. Another rookie who turned heads was Eric Hartman, who was inserted into the lineup for the championship series and stepped up big time with a 375 batting average, including a home run and five RBI. First off, congratulations on a, a seventh Okotoks Dog WCBL championship. Thank you so How much. does that feel? It feels amazing. Like I was only here, I don't know, less than half the season. I just came up with some buddies and got called up and just capitalizing. It's fun. Just fun having winning and having fun with the fellas so yeah uh how many games did you get into regular season any uh, uh i would say the most i got into was probably four yeah okay. yeah not much i was yeah just happy to play happy to be on the bench with the fellas and uh yeah just a good group of guys and just loved every minute of it did the, the regular season experience prepare you a little bit for playoffs or not really um <laughs> I'm not used to this many people in the crowd, but playoffs was a whole new level for sure. Like when I first saw like game one of the finals, I was just I was a bit bit nervous, but helped a little bit. But still, it's it's never gets old playing in front of the crowd. So. And your first action was in the playoffs was in the finals. Yeah, correct? that's all I so got into. Tell me about how you learned about that. Who told you that? And what was your reaction to? To getting into play um well i was in regina for another tournament i texted lou i was like lou i'm coming home and he put me in the next day and <laughs> i was i was head over heels and then just learned and trusted my other guys to help me out and yeah just played my game stuck with it and doesn't make don't make it bigger than it is it's just still our game so you had a great uh, playoffs even if it was just in the final you homered uh, in medicine hat how did it feel to like not just be here but to contribute as well it was it was amazing like at the start it was just kind of being here and being just in case guy but at the end to to be a dude that they could rely on felt pretty special that they i don't know they liked me there yeah and, and talk about just the roller coaster of of the, the finals in particular uh, you know you it, clinical win in game one it really looked like okay like this, this is probably gonna be another sweep and then Go down to Medicine Hat and uh, not so fast, right? You yeah. get kicked, kicked around a bit. And then even tonight, that fifth inning got a little rough. They yeah. Medicine Hat tied it up. They, they they didn't roll over at all. No, so. they competed all the way and got to give props to them. They're they're competing and even during the game today, scared us a bit, but it's how you answer and we answered right away. So props to our guys. The pitching staff was also pivotal in getting the dogs to the title. One of them was Graham Brunner, who went 2-0 with an earned run average of zero in identical 8-0 wins over Fort McMurray and Medicine Hat in Game 1 of each series. Ian caught up with him after Tuesday's game as he had to take off for college right after Game 1. You, you pitched against Brooks in the playoffs last year. You got the win, a yeah. little, little, little shaky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But uh, what, what's been working so well for you this playoffs? Because it's two strong outings. Uh, added in a splitter about like three-quarters way through the season and 
it's been working really well. Just something to throw off the hitters with, like different kind of spin, something like that. But change has been there and just kind of pounding inside of the fastball more than often and just kind of getting ahead, try to do as much as I can. You've been around this team for a while now. What? Uh, talk to me about this year's team. I thought last year's team had a lot of swagger to it. This is obviously a really good team as well. Just, just maybe just assess what you see in this dog team. Uh, I think this is easily probably the second year with most most of the academy guys like yep. coming back that I played high school ball with and some younger guys I never played with but now I'm old enough to play with them and it's been really great and I think a lot of the guys are proud to proud to play for the dogs because they grew up in the academy and so am I like it's, it's been awesome like life-changing to come to Okotoks and I think everybody's got a little bit of swagger to them which is a good thing but I mean obviously stay home with the most times but it's been great. What's it like pitching with the kind of run support you guys have been getting in the playoffs here? Oh, it's 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 great because if you give up one or two, it's like oh damn. But like average, probably on the year they're at least putting up eight, and it's it's kind of a little worrisome. Like not sorry, worrisome. Uh, a little bit off your shoulders. You don't have to keep throwing up zeros every inning, but it's just having a nice relax and being able to fill it up and give up more hits than able able to, and just throw up zeros as much as you can. You've won championships with the dogs previously. What would this? You know, you still got a little little ways to go to get it over the line. But what would this uh, title mean to you if you're able to bring it home? Uh, it'd be number three for me, which would be which would be awesome. And hopefully next year I can come back and maybe win a fourth if we close it out tomorrow. Hopefully, not have. Not getting tired of all the winning. No, never <laughs> am. Never am. Always love it here. And finally, the young man who closed the door on the championship was Seth Thompson. He made three relief appearances, one in each series against Fort Mac, Sylvan Lake, and Medicine Hat, striking out three and allowing just one hit. Seth, first off, 2023 WCBL champion. How does that sound? Uh, it feels very, very cool, uh, especially after winning last year. Uh, it, was a, it was definitely our goal to come back and win it again for town and for the team. Talk a little bit about being able to do it in front of the hometown crowd and, and a crowd that you've gotten kind of familiar with over the course of your young career. Oh, man. I mean, coming home and winning in front of everybody is ten times cooler than winning on the road. I mean, I would have rather won it last night uh, in the moment, but now coming home and winning it here, um, it's just it doubles every, everything um, and makes it a lot more special. What's going through your mind in the eighth when uh, the coach is looking at you saying, you're going to shut this bad boy down. Yeah, he told me I had the ninth, and uh, my heart was beating pretty good. Um, but then once I got out there, that was the calmest I've been the whole season. Uh, I was feeling very confident. Uh, our hitters gave us a really big lead after we gave up five. Um, so I had a lot of confidence going out there again. Did you have a game plan going into that final inning? Was it just you know batting down the hatches, let the D do the job? Or what was going through your mind at that moment? Let the D do the job uh, was definitely going through my mind. Um, I just wanted to get ahead of everybody. Uh, we, were, we had a pretty good lead, and I knew they were going to be free swinging. Um, so going in, throwing strike one, and then trying to finish them off, hopefully. Uh, luckily, I got some pretty weak contact. Um, I got out of it. What was special about this team in your eyes? Oh man, a lot of things. Uh, we were a really tight squad. Last year we were really tight too, and I think that really helps our chemistry. Um, Baseball is a divided sport. you got hitters and pitchers, and I feel like I both, both groups collectively really came together and uh, it created a really special team. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us to help recap the WCBL Championship, and congratulations again to the Okotoks Dogs. 
We'd also like to tip our caps to the Medicine Hat Mavericks on a fantastic playoff run and to all of the teams for an entertaining season. We will definitely be doing some more season follow-up on the podcast in the weeks ahead. A huge thank you as well to our Platinum supporters, the Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. Check them and all of our sponsors out at albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.